We lost a giant this year. His name was Jackie Mason. Nobody understood and pointed out the foibles of Jews better than Jackie Mason. He was the one who said that only Jews come up to him afterwards and say, your act is too Jewish. He said, I performed for the Queen of England. Afterwards, when she came up to me, she was talking like me. But the Jews, they say it's too Jewish. But actually, this is the part of what Jackie Mason talked about that I want to remind you of. He said, when I drive around the city with any Jew, this is what happens. They start to point at the buildings and say, I almost bought that. I bought that, but I sold it too quickly. They cheated me out of that one. I would have had that one. I was going to buy that one. I would have had the whole row. I didn't buy the one in the middle. Nobody does real estate regret like the Jews. We are filled connoisseurs of regret, not just about buildings, but about other things too. And the truth is that Yom Kippur is the holiday of regret. When we think about the things we did that we wished we hadn't done, the things that we didn't do that we wish we had done, When I was in high school, they took us to an old age home. That's what it was called then, an old age home. And each of us was supposed to be paired up and was paired up with someone who would then be our buddy for the day. And I remember that I was paired with a man whose name I remember as Irv Fox. And he was a jazz pianist. And I spent a couple hours with him, and I remember it was hard to understand what he was saying because he was old and he wasn't well. And at the end of that visit, he said to me, promise me you'll come back and see me again. And I said, I promise. And I never did. And to this day, I regret that. I still do. I know that some people say that regret is a useless emotion, that guilt is a useless emotion, or that they have no regrets. Je ne regret rien, remember Edith Piaf famously sang. But I don't believe it. I think all of us are filled with regrets. In fact, according to a psychologist named Amy Somerville, who used to run a lab called the Regret Lab, believe it or not, at Miami University in Ohio, regret is the most common negative emotion, more common than loneliness, more common than anger, 
and also associated with it. Regret can cause loneliness. Remember Miss Havisham in Great Expectations, who was left at the altar, and so she sits alone day after day, year after year, with her dress rotting to bits and the moldering wedding cake plotting revenge on all men because of that moment of regret. But according to our own tradition, regret is important and not useless and not purely destructive. In fact, on this day, in his Laws of Chuva of Repentance, Maimonides says you have to experience and express regret. Not just feel it, but say it. Now, I know that some people will say that they regret the things they didn't do and not the things they did, and the truth is, eh, you regret both. Sometimes you regret the things that you didn't do because they're shaped by imagination, and so you can make them perfect. Had I bought that building, I wouldn't have had any trouble at all. would have made a fortune. Whereas the things that you do are very specific. I remember my father telling me once, in terms of things that you regret, that he was, as I will return to later, he was the only child of a mother whose husband died very young, when my father was 11. And later on, he had an opportunity that he really wanted to take when he was a little less than 20 years older. I guess 20, 21 years old, to take a ship over to Israel and to help fight for independence. But his mother said to him, I've lost my husband. You're my only son. I don't want you to go. So he didn't go. Therefore, my father was not on the ship he was going to be on, which was called the Exodus. He could have been in a movie. But who knows what the right decision was. You tend to regret, by the way, only things that actually are possible. <laughs> I don't regret not having been an NFL linebacker. Because I don't really have the physique for it. Even if you're watching at home and seeing me on a very, very big screen, believe me, I have the physique of a chess player. But you do regret the things that you do that were wrong or hurtful. And the question is, what do you do with those regrets? Do you push them aside? Do you say that regret is useless and I'm not going to regret because I did it and it's in the past and why should I regret it and I'm done and forget it? Well, the first thing to remember about regret is that if you regret things, you're not alone. When the psychologist says that regret is the most common negative emotion, the rabbi says even God feels regret. It says it right in the Torah, God regretted that he made human beings. It says in the Torah. You can understand it. It's a very dicey business, this inventing of human beings. 
And how do you make the tikkun? That is, how do you fix, do you repair the regret? What do you do? Because obviously, I can never go back and visit Urfax. He's gone. The time is gone. It's gone. How do you make a tikkun? Well, one thing I will tell you is many people have been visited because of Irv Fox. There are a lot of times when I thought to myself, do you need to go? And I think of Irv Fox. And I think if you don't go, that might be another regret. And then there is another strategy. And this we see from the greatest moment of regret in the history of the Jewish people. Moses goes up to the mountain. He gets the Ten Commandments from God. And unbeknownst to him, down at the bottom of the mountain, the children of Israel are worshiping the golden calf. So he comes down and he sees the calf and he smashes the tablets and he rebukes the people, and it's like a carnival of regret. God regrets, Moses regrets, the people regret. So what do they do? Does Moses say, you know what, eh, it's over, let's forget about it. You made a calf, the calf is done, let's move on. No. Moses takes the symbol of regret the broken tablets. And the rabbis tell us, Luchot, the Shivrei Luchot, Munachim Ba'aron. The intact tablets and the broken tablets were carried together in the ark. You carry your regrets with you because that's how you remember. You carry them with you because that's how you do better. You look at them as teachers, not as tormentors. Everyone has their own Aaron Kodesh. Everyone has their Ark. Now let me tell you about the Ark of someone who is very close to me. I mentioned earlier in this sermon, and some of you have heard this before, that my father's father died when my father was 11 years old. Growing up, he would occasionally mention his father, what a wonderful and loving person he was. But we didn't really know that much about him because he died early in an age when nobody recorded things or had pictures. There are one or two pictures of him, but that's about it. But when my father died, I discovered what was in his Aaron Kodesh. As we were going through his drawers, we came upon two letters to him from his father. Didn't ever know they existed. I didn't know that he had anything tangible from his father. He never mentioned it. We put them away. And yesterday morning, 
I texted my older brother, Steve, and I said, do you have those letters? I want to see them. I saw them then, but I haven't really seen them since. And he sent them to me. And now I know what my father did with what was the biggest regret of his life, which is that he didn't know his father when he got older. What he did with it was he spent all the time he possibly could with his family. I know that my father turned down all sorts of opportunities that would have allowed him to take other positions but would have pulled him away from his family because he knew what it was not to have a father around. He went so far as to take us cross-country in a Winnebago. Do you know what it is for a family of six to travel in a truck across the country back and forth? I mean, it's bad enough for my father, for my mother, God only knows, with four boys. But when I read the letters, I saw why. One of them, his father signs off, be a good boy and you will never be sorry with love your daddy. And then at the very bottom, his father writes to him, write a long letter. And then there's this letter. This letter begins, my dear little boy, and then talks about how he hopes he's having a wonderful time. And then he says, we'll be over to see you Sunday. In the meantime, have a good time and enjoy yourself with love, from all of your dad and mom. And then it says, P.S., don't blow the bugle too early in the morning. Let the other boys sleep. <laughs> My father was very musical. And I suspect that that was based on an incident or two. But I realized that this letter, which said, we will be over to see you Sunday, is dated July 6, 1938. On July 9, 1938, Saturday, my grandfather died of a heart attack, and my father never saw him again. That's the Shivrei Luchot, the broken tablets in his Aaron Kodesh. And what he did with it, the tikkun he made because he couldn't undo the loss, was he became the father that he missed. He drew as close to his children as he had yearned day after day and year after year, his father would have drawn to him. My dear little boy, be a good boy and you'll never be sorry. There is so much love in these brief expressions that I can only imagine how much my father missed.
or maybe I don't have to imagine it because I know how much he gave. Do you have regrets? Of course you do. Have you done things that hurt people you love? If you have loved, you have done things that hurt people you love. Can you undo them? Sometimes, but usually not. But you can live with your regrets in the Aaron Kodesh of your life and be different because of them. You can be better. You can carry the love around that you received and create the love that you did not receive. Luchot v'shivrei luchot, munachim ba'aron, our wholeness and our brokenness, we carry with us. As we carry it into a new year, may we turn all of our regrets into love. Shana Tovah.